0: podcast
1: with Alaska,
0: Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock.
2: Call out cultists across the globe. (laughs) Welcome to the final episode of 2022. The annual Festivus episode. The airing of grievances. Today, we are going to go through the things that irritate us, the things that we need to get off our chest. And we've requested some of our listeners to hit us off with some of their grievances too. So we're gonna go through those. But as always, I'm Alaska. I'm here with my homie Zillaraka. Yep. Curly Castro is not with us today, but he's here in spirit, and he sends his love. And uh yeah, let's get into this Biatch.
0: He lives on through all Shabam Sh- Sh- Sadiq twelve inches.
2: He does. <laughs> He is he is the human embodiment of Shabam Sadiq. Shablam, 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 shablam. Rock is his first recording artist Shabam Shablam.
0: Yo, Arabian Nights was kind of fucking. Oops, I lost my I lost my mic for a second. Ara- Arabian Nights was that yes. shit. I yeah, like that, I liked
2: the early Shabam Sadiq stuff.
0: Yeah, he he had his ill joint with exhibit an alchemist yeah. on a twelve-inch dough. The thing was called concrete. That shit was crazy.
2: Yeah, he he was in that like whole um, like Mike Zoo and El Fudge sweet spot of just like yeah. dudes dropping twelve inches that were dope. Yeah, and, and, he, um, and he
0: never dropped a Raucous album. No,
2: Yeah.
0: Or even like a like a DJ spinna uh, kind of adjacent record. You know what I mean? We're like yeah, those dudes would make their names on Raucous, but then drop on another label.
2: Drop on another label. Like yeah, Nestle's. I mean he was like he was like a DH on all the Soundbomb yes. records. You know what I mean, like. All like, right, him, and, him, and like, him. thing. him. All right, they come off the bench like Aaron Boone in the twelfth.
0: <laughs> Aaron Boone. <laughs> Aaron fucking Boone. Jesus Christ. Well, uh, let's get into this festivist miracle.
2: All right, you want you want to set it off first, or you want me to set it
0: off first? Um, you, you know what? I I feel like speaking of sweet spots, you know, you you going crazy about some shit is not inspire me okay. because I'm I'm all in a right. very good mood these days. So go on.
2: So, all right. So the first thing I'm going to go off on is event albums.
0: Mm, yes.
2: So I've really been annoyed by event albums this year.
0: Like I've been. This is, You've been very consistent.
2: The whole build, like it's all build up, think pieces, and then it's gone. Right. So I'm trying to think like what the big event albums were this year. It was Kendrick. Beyonce. Beyonce, Drake, Black Thought. Black Thought. Drake.
0: Uh I mean, is there anything it. else?
2: Push it. push it. Push it. I didn't even know Pusha dropped the record this year. See what I'm saying? That's yes. how bad they did on their event build up. I guess um, King's Disease Two or Three, whatever the nah, fuck he's on now. That, that,
0: that was more of like he told us Wednesday it was coming out and Friday it hit. It wasn't Okay. It wasn't like here's the first single, here's the crazy artwork, here's the list of the feet. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. I mean it's and it's also not an event in the sense that they put out um, the last album, Magic, like Christmas Eve 2021. So it wasn't like, okay, oh, man, Nas is coming back. It's like, well, he just came out.
2: It's been five years since we had Nas record. Yeah, type, so.
0: we've had like four Nas okay. albums in the last three years. So, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, so, but yeah, so those records in general, right? Like Black Thought dropped the first single like True, in summer, February.
0: Or something like that, was it? Yeah.
2: Whatever it was, it was like it was months before the album came. It out. was, which you know, that's like sort of the old model. It, it's right. all old model, bullshit, right? It's like, correct, this whole big shit where people will be lining up outside of Tower Records about Guns N' Roses double disc, <laughs> but that world doesn't exist anymore. And right. like, right, it's still even like the music's not interesting, really, right? Like, nobody's ever going back to these records. You see it I'll, on some like back, year end list. The-
0: yeah, I go back to the Beyonce a lot actually, because it's okay. It serves its purpose of being unbelievably produced. It's, it's okay. unbelievably profane too. Is it? it? It's like a disco dance house album, and not one song is suitable to play in front of like your parents or your children. Okay. So cool. I mean, I've, I've honestly
2: wrong. only heard that one song. Oh yeah. Um, we to fuck out tonight. Yeah. It,
0: yeah it's it's really, really
2: just a vehicle stuff. for media outlets to create content at this point yes. that's what these records all feel like
1: yes. they don't feel
2: like they serve any purpose beyond that and i find the idea of content in general to be disgusting that's
1: because shocking, so much of it revelation. is
2: unnecessary you <laughs> know what i'm saying like it's so right. unnecessary and these these event albums feed into that structural business model that's like yes. based on nothing but attention it's sure, like sure. a complete attention economy and it's it's just gross and like i don't know a single person that's like the blackout thought album came out everybody's like did you hear it they're like yeah and then that was a discussion i don't yeah. know anybody that was like talking about the black thought out beyond that
0: i mean i've seen like, people... i will see it on social
2: media i see it in years now social... like yeah, yes that's where it's like it. you know everybody has it in there but nobody's talking about it there's like five thousand other records that people like more and care about more yeah
0: yes it's it's you yeah, it's like I think it's like I an said, eric
2: clapton album at this point
0: i say like, right I, I, it's like a
2: a 2022 or a 2002 eric clapton album it's like tears in heaven tears like in that's tears. what black thought is right now like his solo shit no is but what, what, what was that one
0: he did it was like him and like Babyface. if i can change the world oh yeah
2: yeah it's <laughs> like that a
0: movie? I will nobody cares about it but it was at the time. It was like, oh, like Eric Clapton's back. Oh, our baby face. Interesting. Yeah, and no one cares. No one gave a shit. Yeah, um, I think I think you're right. Um, what, what I said, I think I said it on the Dan O. pod with uh, John Morrison about the cheat codes, where I was like, I respect it, but don't love it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that it exists. There's a couple bangers. I'm heated that the song with Doom, which is the rhyming, is wild. But it's the same exact sample I use on $5 God. Shouts to my man, the expert. So it's like petty shit like that. But like the Cameron album, You Wasn't There, is way more enjoyable and fun. Like even Conway shows up to do a dipset ass hook, which is the best Conway sound in five years. And that got like a three day content media press run. Yeah. But it wasn't like cameron isn't in that critical space where he was when it was like kind of ironic to like him in like 2004 to 2008 you know what i mean
1: yeah he was yeah. like a
0: hipster coke rap dude and all that shit but like that album's way better than she codes because it's he's just reflecting like he that record i probably said to you he did on that record what you want ghostface to do where it's like i just want to hear you mm-hmm. delve into being just about 50 years old and reflecting on like i'm running out of time you yeah, I mean, and like here's all the wild shit that's happened to me, and it's amazing I'm alive. Yeah, you know I mean, but Cam just does it in his bombosity and flair and shit like that yes, while having fun. Shit like that. But it's more like, yo, bloodshed's gone, children of the corner gone, big O. I was there with him the week before he got fucking murdered. Like, I was playing ball with these dudes that are all dead. It's like, yeah, you know, somehow so- I'm here right and that's more interesting to me than black thought just being you know uh an, like a fucking wood chipper like just being the best like put anything through and it, it's gonna get diced up yeah you know what i mean versus that that type of shit so i, I think didn't taylor swift just drop
2: too your girl she dropped yeah but you know
0: <laughs> that's, an event. that's an event i guess um, i guess
2: but you know she i mean she at least had the problem with ticketmaster
0: yeah she was stunned with them um, yeah. So um, let me ask you this with, with, with event yeah. albums, right? So I remember hearing or seeing a thing about event, n- not event albums, but the science of the music industry has been similar to movies where like the first week determines everything, mm-hmm. right? So everything builds up to that first week. And if you could do 300,000 units, you will eventually go gold. But mm-hmm. the next week you're not going to do six hundred thousand. No, yeah, certainly not. You know, whatever it is. So, um, like the early buzz and interest and excitement really is at the front of it. And it's funny. I was, sure. I, was I was I was watching me and my son. I just had like you know on, the, on the weekends I just have like bullshit ass TV on. And like the the first Hulk movie was on from two thousand three. Whatever. Oh, that was so it. bad. And I remember so. I'm like I have I literally haven't watched it since I saw it in the theater. Let me watch it now. And it's just like I'll maybe I'll do like a separate pot about it. Or whatever, but. It just it just highlights why Hulk is so goddamn boring and always has been Where, like from a from a movie standpoint, like you, you can't yeah. dedicate two hours to this guy. It needs to be. No. But regardless, um, I was like reading the trivia of the movie and that movie had the highest ever first week to second week drop off in ticket sales ever
2: yeah that movie was so fucking bad
0: it was just boring as shit but it went, it so dropped like it dropped like it was number one the first week and it dropped like 67 percent yeah and it
2: was it week. was all special effects there's no story there's no nothing worthwhile in there and the special effects were, were shitty oh, it's, it's like in, now, in the commercial it. and the preview even back then it was kind of rough like the previews i remember they looked dope yeah but going to the theater i was like this looks terrible
0: it's really silly but it's they it's really just them doing like um king kong where he's yeah. like this savage and a beautiful woman calms him yeah and that's it like there's no he doesn't fight it he just fights like some like souped up dogs yeah but, like it's, it's so. and he like jumps through the desert a lot it's like such a waste of time but anyway yeah. um that movie had a huge drop off and then i remember when i was working at the record store when the joe budden album came out right oh and that first week he was huge and the second week the album like collapsed. And I was yeah. talking to um Shaust Man, Nex Millen. Next was working for he was working for Capitol Records. It was, so it wasn't him. It was a Def Jam rep. He was rapping Capital. Mm-hmm. A Def Jam rep came out. And they were like, yo, we don't know what the fuck happened with this Joe Budden album. Like we pushed that record so fucking hard. Pump it up was everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, People heard
2: it. That's what happened.
0: Right. And the word of mouth just like wiped out the rest. And the crazy yeah, thing is, like the album sad. has like a couple like two other joints that i remember going back to a lot one was called focus which i love um and fire with busta but that was it it was like
2: that one sucked
0: it was weird but like you saw like everything collapsed and i think the funny thing about um like the kendrick album which i was saying a couple weeks back with a logic and and i'm talking to the two guys that would fucking be like no like the kendrick album is you know i just listened to it yesterday i'm like no one cares about this shit, man. Like no, no one gives a, a fuck about man. this Kendrick album. I'm, I'm glad you guys do because that that's that's central to you guys. They don't, you know? they don't listen
2: to it. They're just talking. <laughs> they don't like they that I said that it. shit.
0: Nah, nah yes. like, but it makes sense to the artists that they are to listen to that. And me, I'm I'm a Kendrick fan of like damn and good kid. I like hit making yeah. Kendrick. I don't like a Butterfly shit. I don't like section 80. I don't like this shit. But, like, the the Pusha album, I went back to it a few weeks ago, and I was like, it would be so fire, but the arrangement is so bad, it makes you think it's not good. Like, he really chopped his own nose off putting their album in sequence. And then he didn't have, like, that one crazy song setting you up to be like, ooh, I can't wait to this count. I mean, he needs that type of shit.
1: I mean,
2: but all these dudes, like, it's their third or fourth or fifth income stream. Like, they don't really Mm. care about rap anymore like that. So it's like, they're not pushing anything forward. It's a flex. They're just like, yeah, they're just mad living it. It's like the same, they're doing the same shit.
0: Right. That's a good point.
2: Like, you know, there's, I mean, you know, Kendrick at least, like, explored a little bit different space, but. True. I'm just like, they're, as, as a fan of the music, right? Like, I get like, you know, sort of like, people that aren't involved in hip hop being like, Oh, these are the records that you talk about. Right. I guess that, but like as somebody who's like involved in the culture, like to me, the conversation, having conversations about those albums makes no sense. Cause they're not driving the culture in any way. No. Right? They're like, they're um, relics of the past of a past model of a past reason for existing. And it's like, they're, they're, it's like caring about fucking Greg Gagne.
0: Who's Greg Gagne?
2: Oh, not Greg. Greg Gagne was a wrestler. I was Trying to think of like a baseball player, like fucking, like Gagne? some like Eric Gagne. That's who I was
0: thinking of. And then on the Flyers, we had yeah. Simone Gagne. He was a he was a exactly. Canadian speedy wing player. Yeah, number twelve. Simone Gagne. Look at that. That's, that's good. That's good. Gagne knowledge on this pod. Eric Gagne. And Simone yep. Gagne. Gagne uh, West. Gagne West. I remember there there was a, either an infielder named Greg Gagne.
1: Oh, I don't That's remember a, that,
0: dude. It's spelled the same way as Gagne.
1: Yeah.
0: Greg Gagne. Um, all right. Yeah, I like that. that. That sets it off good. Um, okay. What you got? I'm not being rude. Um, I'm looking on my phone while we're talking because I'm trying to find mm-hmm. the uh, the tweet I saw the other day that I shared to you and Griff. Okay. Okay. So here we go. This this is a good thing because this is like an overall thing we do with each other when we have our little texts and our little fucking mm-hmm funny-ass voice memos and shit. It's um, people not living in the real world at all. Mm. Um, very cloistered, like their own little spots. And rather than just shutting the fuck up and being grateful that they're in a cloistered little spot where things are safe and, and pretty yeah. good. yeah, They, they um, need to rally against another generation or another time in history that was just way better. Mm-hmm. Right, without and because they, they either are ashamed that they grew up that way, or they're like 24 and obviously dumb as fuck. Yeah, they, they don't really, they can't really think about things. There's not an adult yet. They, um, they post shit like this. So, this tweet I guess went a little viral earlier this week, and I shared it with you and Griff. And this dude is a professor at my alma mater, me and Castro's alma mater, mm-hmm. at Temple University go go the cherry and white temple owls this dude tweeted it's got it's and it's got 108,000 likes yeah likes All right he tweeted uh 1990s middle class lifestyle in, in in quotes like so he's being smug 1990s middle class lifestyle means three bedroom house two car mm. two cars annual family road trip holiday Every five years overseas holiday, the two to three kids go to solid four-year colleges. Something like home roof repairs is financially non-catastrophic. In twenty twenty-two I've described a four hundred thousand dollar a year household. No mm-hmm. the fuck you're not. No, you are not. Shit about shit. No. Let, let, let me have fun with this. So
2: ahead,
0: hit him. Okay. So if you're 25 or 26 and you live in a big fucking city and you work in media or you're a fucking blogger or you're a fucking TA at Temple, this type of shit is right up your alley because here's something I learned in my life. I'm 40 years old. It took me till nine months ago to make like real money. So where I'm at the stage of my life now where money really isn't a thing for me. And not shouts to Jermaine Depree and Jay Z. You know, but I'm I'm not in a dry Jaguar switching four lades with the sub 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 roof sub roof drop down screaming out money like it ain't like that, but I'm in a phase of, oh, I'm going to the Sixers game Monday night, twenty five dollars to pay for parking done, done yeah. Whereas last year I would have parked nine blocks away and walked in the twenty mile an hour cold to not pay the twenty five dollars. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, Shit like that, right? But I've worked every fucking day of my life since I was 14, working in fucking restaurants, working in a butcher shop, working as a fucking courier, working in retail, working in offices, delivering pizza, doing music, running around, doing all this shit. You know what I mean? Hustling fucking shows, selling merch, all this crap. So I've worked. And so even, it, even doing all that, I was too busy working to give a fuck what... a a chevy chase ass dad was doing in a movie in 1988 Mm -hmm. i didn't have time to think about that shit because i was working and when i wasn't working i was having a fucking blast (laughs) see like i was out i was going to strip clubs i was fucking rapping i was doing shows i was meeting girls or going on dates or fucking going to ball games or wasting money on fucking records and comics and beer like i didn't have time to be like oh man That's fucked up. I was just like, this is the money I make. Here's how I spend it. I save some. I pay some bills. Some shit I'm I'm not going to pay right away. I'm going to be, you know, play that shit off in the long term, whatever. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I wasn't sitting there being like, man, if only I was born in 1961, this shit would be cracking right now. And so, like, there's that. The second part of why this dude's a fucking doofus is that we said a million times. He is a broke pocket watching ass dude because all those assumptions he made is thinking those people were financially afloat <laughs> like, yeah when we know overwhelmingly in america motherfuckers are drowning in debt drowning. Yep. okay so like did you yes. watch the show on uh, hbo the staircase yeah okay i mean i didn't watch it but no you, you remember the documentary yeah. that was on netflix a couple years ago yeah 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 right? They, yeah, they were basically that. affluent as fuck. All the kids, they were like $360,000 in debt. Yeah. Up to their fucking ass in debt, right? Yep. So you, you can you can smoke pipes in your little fucking study with your leather couch. Guess what? Your shit is underwater. Yeah. Because there's a reason you're that affluent. You're fucking put, charged into the game to keep up with the Joneses and all this shit, right? Yeah. So even this dude doesn't even understand debt. He doesn't even understand, and him even thinking like, "Oh, a financial catastrophe like a roof fixing a roof isn't a final." How how do you know that's not a financial catastrophe?
2: Yeah, a lot of people. But but also like you can finance it.
0: (laughs) You could take out a home equity loan. Yeah, you you could go to Lowe's. You could go to Lowe's. You could take out. You could you could hit up your credit union. You can get loans. You you could borrow money from a family member.
2: Both companies that do that actually have finance plans like 36 Fine. month finance plans.
0: us take care right of it. it's not it's, like dude it's zero yeah. apr the first 12 months whatever yeah right which people have done since the beginning of fucking time right so like yeah there's that you can go to your boss and be like listen I got some shit going on if I can get some extra hours or if we can you know Kind of front load of raise, whatever the fuck it is. There's ways of getting money in the 1990s yeah. that, that wasn't just because, oh, well, see, these goddamn boomers, these goddamn white people, they just always been running shit from the beginning of time. I'm like, it's not accurate. And the people I know that yeah. I've known people, listen, I've known people that were born into money and they're, you know, don't have to do shit and everything's great. And that's, I would love to have that shit. I would, that would be fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Just to be just yeah. some limp thick asshole and everything works out for you. But everyone else I know that had a lot of fucking money worked like 60 to 80 hours a week for like 20 years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. To when they were 30 to 40, like chill. Chilling meaning like if they don't want to go to work for a couple days, they, they could just do that. You know what I mean? They could just chill the yeah. fuck out. But they would still go to work because all they want to fucking do is work and make money. You know what I mean? Like that's They don't take trips because no. all they want to do is make money. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they, 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 they live to work, people like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't really have those so, interests.
2: I mean, the, the fact that this came from somebody that works in academia is very <laughs> telling.
0: Go Please take it. Go I work in summer. academia.
2: Good. So um, the vast majority of people in that field, much like the vast majority of people in the arts and in the media, have the most skewed view of the world. That you could imagine. It's not a realistic view of the world. So, a lot of people that get involved in academia, not all by any means, but a lot of people, they come from affluent backgrounds. Yes, because, go on. in order to take that life, you have to, and same thing with media and the arts, you have to have somebody that can back you. Right? Like, you have to have a safety net. Not everybody, obviously. Like, I know tons of people that have struggled. I mean, I've almost been homeless in the arts when I was doing it full-time like i realized i needed to have a job if i wanted to do it um but there's this idea that you're supposed to be given something like it's a complete misunderstanding of the idea of markets Mm -hmm. right if you take a risk on something going into something that's not a high-paying gig right that's a choice you made and then you've also chosen to live in one of the most expensive cities in the world
0: he lives in philly bro
2: yeah (laughs) this fucking guy i'm saying like the people that live like there was a big strike at the new school um, just as of recently, for part-time professors who were un- just unsatisfied with the amount of part-time money they were making, but that's a whole other story. Um, but the point of the matter is their parents who are boomers, did not have the they have the audacity to live beyond seventy and keep their own money, whereas in past <laughs> generations, people would be dead by seventy it, and then that 58 58. wealth would have passed on heart already. disease no. So, while they're waiting for their parents to die, they're getting mad at the rest of the <laughs> world because they thought that they would have that inheritance, by them, mm. but they don't. So it's, yeah. you know, it's a real like fucked up view of the world that is out there because they've gone to high, high, um, tuition schools, correct? And they've either taken out loans or they've, you know, they're sort of working through positions that don't pay a lot of money. Right. because you're an adjunct professor which is essentially being an apprentice, <laughs> an apprentice right like bro. if you're if you're a pipe fitting apprentice you're not making a shit ton of bread either no so what? it's like but what? this has been the way it's always been that's my, my point. wife was my wife was an adjunct professor when she was in college and she went to live in alaska because it was fucking super cheap and they gave you a good ass stipend <sighs> you know what i mean so it's like you you have these people that want they want their ideal career in this weird niche niche um, industry
0: that anyone could do. And
2: then they also want to live in the most expensive city in the world. And they want to teach something that most people don't give a fuck about. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're teaching like computer science, you're making bread. If you're teaching law, you're making bread, right? If you're teaching library skills or like, Romance languages, you're not making fucking bread like that. Lesbian
0: lesbian literature ain't going to get you where you want to be.
2: Ain't going to make bread. So there's this misunderstanding of people in academia, and it's probably the same thing in media and the same thing in arts, where it's what, what we do is the most important thing in the world, and it's this noble pursuit. And the way that we look at it is this noble pursuit. But the rest of the world doesn't look at it the same way as you. No. Your consumer base doesn't look at it the same way as you. Fuck no. And that's where you're fundamentally fucked up because you think <laughs> you have way more value than the people that purchase your services that you have. And Correct. that's where you get it fucked up.
0: Correct. And yeah. what's, what's more interesting to me is that you can, just like anything else, if you want to get into that field, and you were saying about your wife... <laughs> Me, me, finally making real bread at forty, like that's pretty uh-huh. standard. That's pretty standard. Yeah, like no one is yeah. caked, no one is caked the fuck out at twenty eight unless they're like investment banker dudes, day traders, yeah. right? Um, a tech person, IT, something yeah. in that field, right? Or they're doing like oil drilling, and and you're and you're out the fucking in the water for four or five months at a time. You're doing like such specific dangerous jobs that's the only way you can get and you don't have any kids you you don't have any real responsibilities right yeah but even if you're 28 and you want to be a lawyer or a doctor you're not making any fucking money at 28 no you don't have it so it's like so even thinking that it's like it's the way it's just kind of way and on my end i i had to purposefully shift and go into a field where there was a ton of growth and opportunity and money mm-hmm. to make. It's a totally different field. I was working yeah. in nonprofit human services for 15 fucking years. Duh. Right. No. There's no money there. So I was like, okay, I need to shake it up. And there it is. But, but if I would have done that five years ago, cool. I would, but I would have been 35 working at yeah. that point for fucking 21 years every day. So it's like, yeah, I just look at them where he's like talking all this shit. And I'm like, I don't know. anybody. He teaches that was... three
1: classes a week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he's also based it on, like, Chevy Chase movies and then maybe, yeah. like, some 90s sitcom reruns he sees on Hulu or fucking FUBU or Pluto TV or Free yeah. TV or some bullshit. Because if you're 23, you don't really know what the fuck it was like in the 90s, clearly. No, you know, I mean? you know like,
2: and and it's also, like, you know, shit was, like, those all those things that you saw took place in, like, the Midwest.
0: Right.
2: No you know, like, if you, wanna, if you want to live that way, if you want to live that way, you could go become an instructor at North Dakota State or a professor at North Dakota State, and you're probably going to ball out make a lot of money.
0: Go work in Northwestern. But you're going to
2: be in North Dakota State, and nobody's going to care.
0: You're right. Or go teach at Duquesne. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go live on yeah. the outskirts of fucking Pittsburgh where there's nothing to do. Yeah. Have a there's fucking to do. Day. Yeah. I'm, I, no. The crazy thing is, every, every music um, biography I read, all of that shit, all those people. Yeah. Whether they were affluent or not came from the gutter or not. All of them said the first time I did such and such was when I was on tour. The first time we did such and such, yep. we did a promo run. The first time we did this and it's like, Yeah. <laughs> correct. Like most people just Yeah. Are like, Oh, this this past year mom took us to Italy and then you know, four years ago we went to Prague and then you know she's a bitch, but you know, fine. Then we went now the crazy thing is my sister in law lives that life right now. Right? She's on that shit. Yeah. Like they take crazy fucking trips. Rome, Africa, Disney for fucking two weeks, all that shit. But you know what field yeah. she works in? Pharmaceuticals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hello. And guess where her husband works? Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And guess what? They're both stressed the fuck out. Nonsense. And, and they probably stressed.
2: travel like crazy, and they get a lot of points, which makes yes. it easier to travel.
0: Right. What I'm saying is, yeah. like, the, the trade-off is if you want to work in, and I I experience it in my field I'm in, which is like more like IT tech shit, it's way way more stress, way more fucking. But mm-hmm. you get you get handsomely rewarded for handling that stress. And yeah. This dude, I look at this dude, I'm like, you've never been stressed.
2: No, he got no calluses. I bet you he dresses like he's he's like part of like the the Russian proletariat <laughs> as Where's well.
0: He got the new <laughs> yeah. Carhartt, the new the yeah, new he, broken he in the Carhartt, the yeah, Carhartt yeah. work in progress brand, which is three hundred fifty dollars yeah. for a forty dollar jacket. You can get Ibel Goldberg. Yeah, exactly. But he's he's, he's one of those dudes. He's working yeah. class. All,
2: all, he's, he's constantly rocking floods.
0: <laughs> floods. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole! Fuck that dude. Yeah. So if if yes. you like that that type of tweet i'm 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 against that shit because overall and, and i'll wrap up my point with this it's just loser culture yeah you're a fucking loser period you're yeah. a fucking loser because if when you're a loser you look at shit like that of oh, why the fuck do these people get to do all these things why yeah. the fuck was it so good 30 years ago i'm like bro the world was ass 30 years ago it's terrible it was corny as shit Yep. it was corny dude do you want to go back to fucking blowing in like n- n- nintendo cartridges going to blockbuster you know what i mean call waiting do you want to do that shit i don't
2: yeah
0: fuck all that no. you know what I mean? it's, it's yeah. fake nostalgia
2: bullshit it is but it's like but it's, it's also why like, like everybody was, that was 35 looked like they were 58
0: yeah everyone looked like shit yeah. it was fuck it was crime was crazier like everything was ridiculous and he's like yeah but see <sighs> I mean, you could just do all that on one income stream or whatever. I'm like, no. Yeah, didn't you
1: see
2: Stranger Things?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, just, I just don't like that type of shit where it's like he's sitting there waiting for conditions in the world to bow to him. Yeah. Rather than, yo, what the fuck can I do if I'm working three days a week yeah. at Temple I'm making fucking $14 an hour? What else could I be doing with my time to get where I want to go? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rather than like, oh, fuck, fuck all these parents born in 1951 to 1960. It's like, no, dude, fuck you.
2: It's easier than ever. But here's the other thing that they never look at is that during that time frame, people that were in those positions, they didn't have... A decade to, like, explore and look up their own fucking belly button. These motherfuckers. Like, that's had, not the way the world was. When they
0: were 24, they had fucking four kids
2: already. Yeah, and they Straight were up. they were working mad Hard hours. Job. Hard jobs, yeah. dude. Hard jobs, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's.
0: They, they it's were given day. mental health holidays. No. Their mental health was, no. I go to fucking bar every day.
2: Yeah, I smoke fucking exactly.
0: three packs of cigarettes a day. That, that's how I deal with exactly. mental health. Exactly. Like, I have one kid. I I don't even know how the fuck. My grandfather had seven kids in a three-bedroom row home in South Philadelphia. Yeah. By the time my grandmother was 30, she had seven fucking kids. Jesus. And as that, and that a 900-square-foot row home. Yep. And guess what? My grandfather died of heart disease because the motherfucker smoked forever and had four fucking heart attacks. Yep. And he was like 62.
1: Yeah. And
0: I exactly. loved him the most. He was the coolest dude ever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, dude, he didn't get mental health days. No. He didn't have a wellness yeah. program. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I talked about no. before. He would fucking eat Ritz crackers with the horseradish and drink a fucking t- tall glass of milk every night. And then smoke fucking is. 50 cigarettes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you said when you were thirsty, be like, go get a glass of milk. Who's that? Was it. <laughs> milk yeah milk have some or orange tap juice. water We drank was, water man. yeah
0: and it was and it was, and it yeah, was the frozen the orange juice it was the orange juice from in the freezer. oh yeah the concentrate the concentrate shit all right let's let's yeah. take our first break those are a all couple right, of our days it, and then we'll come back we'll do some of the festivus write-ins yeah let's that? do that i don't know if you have more cool you know to, to
2: i mean off. you know i could always go off but you know it's kind of building on right. like stuff like we were just talking about so all right,
0: cool Call Out Culture, Alaskan yeah. Zilla, Castro is relaxing and maxing, yeah. cool and all. We'll be right on back.
3: Greetings, Call Out Culture listeners. What if I told you that there was an album out right now that featured over 20 of your favorite rappers going in on beats made entirely from flippin' punk rock samples? What if I told you that album included rappers like Ace Cannons, Def C, Trem Rock, Banks, AJ Swade, Curly Castro, Fat Boy Sharif, Lord Jones Scorsese, Nicey Most, Brian Annals, Alex Ludovico, Villa Camp, King Micah the Infamous, Dome Peace, Rapswell, Bobby Noble, Love Ulysses, Alaska, Zilla Rocca, Andrew, and Jesse the Tree. Well this is Jason Griff. And I made that fucking album. It's called Fireside Chats Two. And furthermore, what if I told you you get ten percent off that fucking album with the discount code Callout? Because you got impeccable taste, and you listen to Callout Culture. So tap in with us at Insubordinate Records. Get yourself a fucking digital download, a compact disc, a cassette. And you can even get a fucking ashtray. And you can save a couple bucks because you listen to Callout Culture. All right, hey, we seat, are back. Seat, 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 seat,
1: seat.
2: So um, yeah, so we reached out to some of our listeners. We hit uh, put out the the bat signal and asked them to share some of their grievances with us. So uh, let's go through some of these right now. We got let's some good it. ones. All right. So uh, the homie at Trey doesn't, uh, aka I will kill you and bomb. Correct. Um, Just Trey. He he wanted to. He's a great follow, by the way. I definitely recommend following Trey. So, Just Trey an enjoyable feed work shout out um so his his um grievance was metal lung isn't on enough album of the year list and anything below number five is wrong agree so yeah i would agree as well it's uh for those that don't know i don't know where you've been but metal lung is the newest shrapnel album um and it's fucking great
1: yeah
2: i would say it's better than the first one which was definitely. all over everybody's list it definitely is. um so yeah shout out to uh shout out to trey for shouting out shrapnel
0: yeah I, I was actually talking to castro about this the other day where i was like i was like i think because woods dropped twice yeah and i think because Elucid lucid had his first like purely solo album in a long time that yeah when it comes to the lists shrap like when shrapnel hit in 2020 they were brand new and it was elusive doing the beats to where it was like yeah and willie green name you know all that shit um where i think with this one it's like they were in between like the basically the two biggest fucking artists on the label yeah having three releases combined and so i think and and to be honest with you like i think the album's way better than the first one and no shots at anybody but i i think what dove what dove did and what they did combined and, and we talked about it when we did the live from the liner notes episode is like the first one was them you know i, I always said it's like it's like what, what they did on that one was like with the first run the jewels album. it's like hey, are we best friends we just became best friends this yeah right the second one's like we're a group like now this is us now as a unit. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, this is kind of like a hangout. This is a good time. So it reminded me of Run the Jewels too. It's like, okay, this is some real shit now. We have a direction. We have a voice. We know what we want to do. We've done shows. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, when you listen to, like, Ghost Kitchen or Mescalito, like, I just don't know how you can hear those fucking songs and be like, you know, the Rob Sonic shit. It's just, yeah, Yeah. I, I agree with Trey. But, again, it's like. You, you're they're competing with two woods albums and what a lucid album to be in those yeah spots, which is a yeah way.
2: and i mean cheat code had to go on the list so <laughs> <laughs> it's very important to get that kendrick album that you, you know what it's about. like
0: it's like um how Shaq had to get an all-star nod on the on, on the phoenix suns when he was 36 years old exactly because it was like Oh, everyone said he was like fat, broken down, but he's averaging seventeen points and eight rebounds. I'm like, well, at his peak he was averaging fucking twenty eight points and sixty rebounds. But like, okay, I'll take seventeen yeah. and an eight. Uh, all right, he's an all star. Exactly.
2: Right? Yeah, I guess it's fine. I mean, all right. Yeah, year end lists is is clicks. It's just to get clicks. Yeah. Right. It's to create controversy and get clicks, um, right. and and I think something that you that I've I've seen like there there has to be one non. Woods or a lucid uh person on the best of list, <laughs> Right. And this year it's a uh, Kai solo. Who's who's worthy? That album's fucking right. phenomenal. Yes. Um, but it, it's you know, a shame that like the label dropped powerhouse record after powerhouse record.
0: Yeah. I mean what are you going And have? it's
2: like yeah, so you know I, I was even saying the text thread, that,
0: like yo, the teller banks and that glorious album, the eye in the eye, that shit is fucking banging. But it's not cool to, like, an indie dude who raps about, like, pussy and pills and fucking dudes up and can flow and spit and sing. Like, Teller is a total fucking package. Yep. And he's not aligned with a cool movement or a cool label. And Ed Glorious isn't a big-name producer, and Teller doesn't have, like, the right features or cosigns. But that album, I haven't seen that shit on one list anywhere. And that album no. is fucking awesome. So, yeah, I mean, run that shit yeah,
2: l- lists, lists are also like an amalgamation of everybody on their website, unless it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, a one person operation. But, right. you know, looking at everything, it's like, all right, you could tell that you got like, you got to take into account the writer that writes about this genre or writes about this right. little subculture. You got to take all that shit into account. So
0: like putting yeah. Push's album on these lists, I was like. It's fine. It's the same album Pusha makes every two years. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. It's made it cool. I mean, the arrangement is absolutely fucking terrible. And you have to account for that. Sorry yeah. my, my mic is acting weird, but like you also have to say that. Like this would have been our number three album if it it didn't have like duds back to back and didn't have like the best song on the album at like number seven. It should have been anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Good good call, right. Trey. What do we got next?
2: Yeah. Word up. So next is from I am Nate at 1908 Nate. And uh, Nate says the Zoom fake background filter has got to go. Either spend five dollars on a green poster board at Walmart and make your own green screen or just show us your messy office. I'm getting mm. dizzy over here watching you disappear, uh, disappearing gesticulation, Sharon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he it sounds like he works from home or, yeah. or has been in the or people violent. he
2: works with work from home
0: yeah they work from home yeah. um you know early on with the covid and when zoom was new and all that i was you know i like to do like little custom backgrounds and shit um who fucking cares you know what i mean yeah I, I agree bro either just have like a little wes anderson cutout shit that you spend like four hours painting by hand or something ill or just, yeah. or just do whatever so
2: yeah. just do whatever exactly yeah <laughs> now i'm with you on that i mean I would be fine with getting rid of Zoom altogether, to be honest We, you. Yeah. But it was great. We need it for the show, so we do we need, need it for the show. That.
0: Yeah. yeah. Man. So thank you. Sir. Castro, you are here. Yeah. Here. What, what up? up, Castro?
2: How you feeling? Yeah, I'm here. All right.
4: Good. Good. So
2: we're just going through our reader grievances right now. Okay. All right. Cool. So the next one is from Big R. Uh, big r underscore in underscore sd man
1: right at
2: there. twitter and uh r wants to know when you buy a car or he his grievances when you buy a car sales guy will big up the car like it never needs maintenance and once you agree to buy it the finance guy is like oh you're gonna need to buy that you're buying that car that car's a piece of shit it'll die in the day after the warranty ends better cop this extended warranty <sighs> fuck that guy
0: yo the warranty shit is such a fucking scam, okay. ultimate scam, because the money you pay extra every month to have all its extended warranty and maintenance shit. Yeah. If you just pocketed that money and had it stashed somewhere to either get, gain interest or do whatever, if that issue arises in year, you know, seven with this fucking car, you've just spent seven years saving that money to do whatever you want with, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. It's a, it's a total fucking whack show. Yo, I, I was so heated. My my last car I got, I got a, a Honda CRV. I went to CarSense. <laughs> who, CarSense no longer exi- exists because they got fucked up in a lawsuit. Um, <laughs> Because they they got caught. Um, they, 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 they would say to you, we will cover your engine for the life of the car. But... Like, if the engine goes bad, we'll fucking pay for the entire engine, right? Mm-hmm. And I've had to put a new engine in a car before, so I was like, well, this is appealing to me. Um, but they were like, but we'll only do that if you use Castrol synthetic oil yeah. when you get the fucking oil changed, right? So you have to spend more money when you get the oil change to use that brand, right? Now, the trade-off is instead of needing every 3,000 miles, you get 6,000 miles. But you're still yes. paying for a premium oil change nonetheless, right? So there was a lawsuit against them being like this this doesn't line up because if I'm doing all this shit the whole time, I'm spending more money anyway on, like I'm extending the life of the fucking engine, not you. You see what I'm saying? Like, so I, I was one of those people that they hit us up, you know, do you want to be a member of this class action lawsuit? Sure. I think I ended up getting like $30 fucking dollars when they settled. So now it's called some other shit. But they got me with that and they got me. They were like they, they they tricked me into getting gap insurance when I got the car, right? They fucking scared me into buying this shit. Which I don't know how much more I added on the monthly payment. I say all that to say it would have been better just getting a fucking leasing or getting a used car and just rolling the fucking dice and pocketing all the extra money compared to what I was spending on that payment for like three and a half years. So yeah, <laughs> big R is correct. Don't fall for the yes. The car scams, because they'll get you.
2: Don't fall for the dokes. Please don't. All right. Cash, or anything bad?
0: There is none. Good. Okay. Moving along.
2: Next up, we got C-Money Burns in the house. C-Money. And uh, his grievance is, is far past time to retire the term gaslighting. The oh, generation of yes. kids who grew up seeing Prozac commercials needs to put down the DSM-5 and pick up a J and do some (laughs) grasslighting.
0: I agree. Um, The term, yo, why are you gaslighting me? It also reminds me of like, remember when the phrase, you threw him under the bus. Like there was one day that no one said that. It was like a Monday. And then by Tuesday, everyone would always say, you fucking threw him under the bus. And and gaslighting, I never heard of it until Trump came around. And then during the Trump era, then it became, oh, he's gaslighting everybody. Kellyanne Conway is gaslighting us. CNN's gaslighting us. Fox News is gaslighting. It, then it was everywhere, every fucking day. And here we are, five, six years later, where I'm watching fucking White Lotus. And she says that to Aubrey Plaza. She's like, what? Well, are you trying to gaslight me right now? I was like, oh, my God. I agree. I hate that shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. I've never really heard anybody use it in real life, but it's up there. Like we need to unpack this. It's like yes. that same same sort of like hive mind internet group speak,
0: or like NPR hive mind. Yeah, it's it's a very like NPR phrase. Yes, yeah. <laughs> gaslighting. Let's we have to unpack and deep dive. And I, I think the throw them on the bus thing like started on like football post game shows or something. Or, or mm. analyst shows, but then uh, I feel became, like it was like,
2: Bill Simmons brought
0: up, and then and then and then, but then also transferred to like Bravo, like Real Housewife shows. Like, she yeah. threw me under the bus on the reunion, and like, I watched <laughs> that shit take off. It's, I've, I've been keeping tabs. It's, it always reminds me of like Chance the Rapper when, like, I never heard of this motherfucker in the world, and then one day it's like, oh, he's acid rap, it's a masterpiece, he's the biggest dude, pitchfork 9.0. His face everywhere. I'm like, who the fuck? I've never heard of this fucking person. I listen to rap every day. I know everybody who raps. Never heard his this dude. And then here he is. He's fucking everywhere. He's the biggest guy. As rap's a masterpiece. Get the fuck out of here. You said me. that
2: gaslighting is an industry plant.
0: <laughs> 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 plant the rapper. Go on.
1: Yeah. All right. Anything
0: else? Alaska, did, did you know that Chance the Rapper is independent? Did you know that? he never? He never I did. That. I heard
2: that. Yeah.
0: I heard <laughs> that he's a... Uh... Little no fact about him: He's he's on CAA, which represents Tom Brady, Derek Jeter, and Tom Hanks. Yeah, but he's he's indie. He's just like us. He's independent. Yeah, you know when, when you know all of us. I mean, like Billy Woods has been in a Twix commercial.
2: Yeah, I mean he he's right out in front of he It was
0: Percy P for
2: years. Yeah, had, yeah, had him and uh, <laughs> Transmute. All right, so the next one is uh
4: Gaslighting has more to do with um, interpersonal power dynamics than what y'all are referring it to.
2: But it's become it's become an internet like.
4: But the way it's applicable is when somebody is trying to talk to you, talk you out out of reality. And usually that happens within a relationship. So most of the gaslighting stuff is like your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your significant other doing it to you and depowering your autonomy in the argument. So if Word. I can sit there and sit there and say, um, you know, or you know, I'm not doing that to you. I haven't been insulting you for weeks. When I have, you're trying to disrupt that person's version of reality and take away what they're going through by right. saying it, it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah.
0: I, I think what money's see money's per, point is like the it being used outside of. The real context of what you're saying, like it just it's just being thrown around now as like a way to sound smart. Like we what do you mean? The term, woke. Oh, like woke? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's bastardized and flipped around to make everybody feel like I'm in the moment. I know what the fuck's going on. Don't gaslight me because like you know what I mean. It's not it's not okay. It's not it's not. I, I think that's just what he. I I don't know the drugs he was talking about in the. Tweet, but he's banned like saying, Yo, these motherfuckers need to relax, <laughs> stop. claiming everything is gaslighting. Because if everything is gaslighting, then nothing's gaslighting.
4: Right, that's just how I interpret it. But
2: All right, so the next one is from uh C4X, and he wants to know his grievances that human zoo is not on vinyl. Mm. And uh, Alaska, stop living in the past,
0: bro. <laughs> I'm living in 2021, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> that's covid oof what um so the new record is was that is that going to be on yes. vinyl? is that going to be on a 10 inch lathe cut no it's
1: going
2: to be on this set
0: just get set. Yeah. dope yeah 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 the vin the vinyl shit as, as we've all experienced is is very it's a treacherous fucking road to take you know what i mean who knows
2: yeah pretty much
0: like shouts to everybody's posting pictures of uh, getting the occam's razor Rockham's Blazer, uh twelve inch, and then you know the Church shit and Bessie and all that. Like those albums been out though. (laughs) Like that's yeah. Ethiopes like these shit's been out. So it's like human. Hey man, human zoo. Fuck it. Do like a I don't know two a two year out of. There's been other
4: records that's been delayed other than just backwards records. So shouldn't just keep saying it like that.
0: Okay, my record's been delayed as well. Thank you. Cool. What else we got?
2: All right. So we have uh from Sankofa. He uh just Sankofa. said, All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> so <Is> that <laughs> for all those alone? that don't No, that is from um Suicidal Tendencies song Institutionalist. Institutionalist. It's a uh, part of the verse where it's like The dude's like basically like I was just sitting in my room and my mom came in and she was like calling my name. She was like, Mike, Mike.
1: She was like, what's wrong
2: with
4: you? It's a movie No, It's
2: a a punk song. Um, And in in the song he goes, mom, there's nothing wrong. Like there's nothing wrong. Just get me a Pepsi. All I want is a Pepsi. And then like he keeps sparring, it's like, all I wanted was a Pepsi and she wouldn't give it to me. Just one Pepsi. All I wanted was a Pepsi. And then like it you know, sort of builds up into this crazy like, punk chorus. That's is the crazy. name of but, the song? Um, the song is called Institutionalized.
4: And the group is Suicidal Tendencies.
2: Suicidal Tendencies, yeah.
4: From the 90s. From the 80s. 80s. think it came yeah. out like 82. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's like one of the very early like punk hardcore records.
0: Out of my, uh, out of my depth. Yeah. yeah, they, they, they have the T-shirts. You might have seen it some. They're, they're, like their t- I feel like the T-shirts are more famous than the catalog. I thought it was a
4: movie.
2: No, no, it's um.
4: I mean, it's term. like they... like I've heard the term, and I thought it was a... Like maybe I thought I, it was Fuller it was...
0: from Home, Home Alone. Fuller, no
4: more Pepsi. What? The I, maybe I, I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not familiar, so I'm not even gonna feign any type of. No, I just thought Suicide Attorneys Tennessee was some movie.
2: Yeah, nah, it's a it's a band. Um it's a great band. I highly recommend checking checking out that first record. Um it gets a little dodgy after like the second <laughs> or third record, but
4: uh, I never actively got it to any punk. I wanna I, I could put together march. I don't even know if in the market. I feel like I was want. just No, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I think it just wasn't my Yeah. Wasn't yeah it's not for everybody. That. Well, I mean I wasn't into that type of uh band setup, up, I guess, with the multiple guitars and a drummer type thing. Like, I just... It was missing something musically for me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like like the White Stripes or whatever. Like...
2: Oh, yeah, this is, is like, pre, well pre that, though.
4: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, traditional bands or what's in a band and a back line. Yeah. And so with punk and stuff, it wasn't for me because I wasn't... I, mean, I didn't even play guitar. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just yeah. didn't... It didn't uh, appeal to me in that at that yeah yeah
2: it was like it was real like early like skater culture shit
4: Mm. yeah Yeah. I mean I skated but I didn't I wasn't part of no skater culture I just had a skateboard yeah so the whole musical aspect of that wasn't yeah all right
2: so the next one is from Moses Rockwell. Shout out to Moses Rockwell. Um, yeah. he dropped a really good record this year as well. Um and uh his grievance is why wasn't Jumanji two called 2 Manji? <laughs> <It's,
0: laughs> wait, does he mean does he mean the first rock Kevin Hart one or the the second one that they did? He didn't specify.
2: Okay. Well there I was, was also there was there I love that
0: first
4: one. I didn't see the second Jumanji one. movies. It was three. It was three. Before the was... rock and all that Because it was also Sadhguru. Yeah,
2: there was the original series with Robin Williams.
4: Wait, he did three that of is... them? Wait, Robin Williams did yeah, three Yeah, so of they them? did one, yeah. then they did another one, then they did a movie called Zodora, I is that. It's the same thing, but it was a different. They were out in space with the house yes. instead of the jungle. So Sadhguru is in the Jumanji universe. Before universe. the rock and all of that stuff, before yes. Rock and Kevin Hart, they made another version. Called Zathora and the same thing happened they were playing a game they got sucked into the game and they had to try so to dumb. find win the game um but it was more like their house floated into space and they were fighting like <laughs> yes yeah, so bounty really hunters know. and sons and stuff but a lot of people don't realize that Zathora is part of the know that. original line because it's the same premise as the game show it's That's the uh, crazy board games if you look at the board yeah, games yeah you know, dude the
0: kevin hart kevin yo jack black is fucking so
4: really when they did it the, so when they did the jumanji thing with the avatars i wasn't into it because it was oh, it was so based weird. on a video game so it was like here's yeah, was a character so here's a character, a character but the original jumanji was a board game so that's yeah that's the disconnect is jumanji and this authority were based on you know right. we found this old board game with the drums or whatever and it's PC right you play with and that look Cash,
2: this ain't this ain't your dad's too no, much. This, this is too much
4: for the kids. Jumanji. The thing about it was because it was a board game, the interest was physical things happening around the game. So the game would close and fall, right. and you'd yep. have to get yourself down to the game to physically play or roll the dice or whatever. Right. Whereas the, the rock version is about like a video game. The game. video game, yeah. Yeah. So it's a yeah. lot like different. on a Genesis or something. Yeah, shit. so like having a physical board, I thought. Was the gist somewhat of the Jumanji thing because, again, they had to get back to the board even if a vine took it or threw it in a cave or a lion was protecting it. They had to physically get back to the board game to play, whereas The Rock and Kevin Hart Jumanji yeah. is more about, you know, in a computer. Yes, a 16-bit game. I, I will say that
0: that is my favorite performance from The Rock ever is a Jumanji shit. Like,
4: well, he's playing... Where- um. It's two characters because it's the character yes. that's playing. He's the nerdiest, dude. Yeah, the character that's playing his character in the game. Yes. So he's like.
0: And then I him. still got to watch the second one because it's like older people like Danny Glover and shit are in it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't again, I didn't, I didn't see even
4: see the first one because I was oh, It was pretty funny. Incredible. Because I was, I was into the, oh, to the original idea. So I even watched the Thor, which is actually not that good. OK. Um, but it's just another version. So when well, they get, like, like I said, so when they came out with the other one, it was just a different. Uh, type of interface so i didn't yeah and like jack black
0: plays like a teenage girl right
2: <laughs> so yeah sad. kevin hart plays uh Danny glover
0: oh my god and and the bessie and on, on on patreon i did my black adam rant and my issue is like the rock is so amazing in jumanji he would have been perfect as shazam which is being like a stone-faced fucking jock killer in black adam it's like just a waste of his time and but that's what he that, that was the wave he always he always wanted to be like i could fuck up superman bro like that's the sh- he was very like aggro about that shit going into dc but when you watch jumanji you're like no bro like you're incredible as a comedic actor like you're the best and you being swole as fuck is you know the irony of the whole thing but yeah man just to two manji <laughs> and then Z- zathor
2: with a, a three thrown in there somewhere. All right, so we got – this one is from violent slash miracle at violent miracle on Twitter. And uh, their grievance is, my least favorite thing is when somebody replies to any topic with blank here, uh, comma, X, Y, Z. For example, a topic about forest fires, the reply would be firefighter here, um, (laughs) insisting that their (laughs) – their title is an authority or significant significant contribution uh, and expertise that they, may, that they may share in the thread. Not a fan of this trend.
4: <laughs> the play devil's advocate, <laughs> as I have been doing. Most okay. people in the first few comments of stuff like that are looking for some explanation. So that's why you'll see those towards the top. Such yeah. and such here, trying to explain whatever the hell is happening. Because most of the time when you're going through the comments, you are, you do want, well, what's going on up here or can somebody explain this to me now as far as the grievance i see the point but sometimes people are answering further down like what is happening in the original post but if it's unsolicited i see um their point (laughs) so podcaster
2: here um (laughs) (laughs)
4: speaking as a person who's, yeah, who's
2: recorded
0: as, 177 episodes I could tell you actually uh the demographic really is just men between 38 and 44. yeah uh, thank you uh, I'm available to give you a yeah so I I,
2: I, I actually don't mind the phenomenon that he's talking about <laughs> like if it's relevant um and I think it's more annoying where it's like if it's somebody in real life saying it versus on a message board That's or in a conversation um like if you were out to dinner with somebody and they pulled that shit you'd be like what the fuck um but yeah i i could see where it would be annoying
0: also, so also people um people that claim to be experts in fields usually have things totally fucking backwards as well like there's been studies on People that are quote unquote experts not having the firmness of grasp because they think they know it already. So they yeah. don't, they're not open to new ideas or like new trends or staying up on things. It's like, well, you know, I've been doing this, I've been podcasting for, you know, six years. I mean, I'm the best. I mean, I can tell you all about it. Well, maybe not. So I heard somebody like,
2: put put that whole idea in a very interesting way where somebody's been like, I've been doing this for 18 years. And it's like, have you been growing within that position and gaining more and more expertise? Right. Or are you just doing the same exact job for 18 right. years right. and not growing?
1: Correct. So I think
2: that's a real important way yeah. to look at things. Like, you know, if you've sort of been the same person doing the same thing every year, right. you're not really an expert
0: R- yes, on yes. anything
2: other than that one thing that you do.
0: Yeah, like you've mastered the redundancy of that field. Yeah. There it is. Boom, what's next? Okay.
2: So this one comes from uh, Chaz Kangas. Uh, Shout out to Chaz uh, at Chaz Raps. And uh, Chaz feels that there's some phrases that need to be retired, Hmm. uh, including living in someone's head (laughs) rent-free. (laughs) Uh, I said that this was cool in 2010, but it's become a lame way to deflect any criticism. Mm. Uh, And and then other variants are like, you know, something when you order from wish.com or uh, we have blank at home. Uh, It's all being used on things without any resemblances. So I'm not really sure I get the second half. Yeah, I don't um, understand
0: the second half, Chess.
2: But I I feel that they're living in somebody's head rent-free.
0: Although it is fun to
2: throw at people sometimes.
0: It really is. Yeah. I also think that's – I remember the first time again hearing that shit on like random sports debate shows or post-game or highlight things where they'd be like, the fucking Vikings live in Brett Favre's head rent-free. Like, well, I mean, he's only like six and nine career guy. I don't really think he gives a fuck about them, to be honest yeah. with you. You know, he just had a bad game. It's not – yeah, that's another thing. It's just It just came like, out of nowhere and then pops up on every fucking thing.
2: Yeah, who else? weren't free your children so it could be like oh it could be like yo i'm sunning them
0: i'm sorry you know what i hate there my is when there's a tv there's a tv show or movie written in a specific time frame 70s 80s 90s and then the writers will like throw in a somewhat modern phrase
2: oh yeah that. i hate that
0: it'll be like the 80s and motherfucker would be like yo, man, yo, 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 funky Tony, what are you doing tomorrow? I'll be like, I'm chilling the fresh way. And one dude will be like, yeah, I'm living my best life.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
0: guys, gotta drop the ball with that one.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a real frustrating thing. Like, our period pieces where it's like things that people are doing definitely didn't happen for another 20 years. Right. Even if it's like the way somebody moves or walks totally off, or like rocks their shoes. <laughs> This shit happens all the time.
0: It's so bad. I mean, like, when we yeah. watch the you know the Wu-Tang show on Hulu, it'll be like 93, and, and Ghostface has like a fucking Ava Rex jacket on. I'm like, that, that didn't exist yet. I get it. It's the 90s. Yeah. You're, you're trying to do all this a lot, but that wasn't there yet, bro. I mean, they had people playing fucking
2: Reunited on a violin
1: yeah. on a, a boat.
0: <laughs> That's where RZA got the idea from. That's so, true. It's amazing. I love him. Alright, what's the next one? All right,
2: so the next one comes from Bloodfist Xlix, rap name Big Sandwich, aka All Sense Aside, mm. uh, on Twitter, and uh, his grievances are: motherfuckers walking slow as humanly possible to a breast on the sidewalk, and then too much cologne guy getting in the elevator with me. <laughs> <laughs> too much cologne.
4: Overdose those of valid. Both yeah, are those are valid. real valid. Wait,
0: what was the first one walking two abreast?
2: People walking like side side by side, slow as humanly possible.
0: Oh, that yo, I in New York, you'll get fucking killed walking on the street like that. You can't do that shit.
2: Sidewalk etiquette is at an all time low right now. <laughs> it, it's really, I mean, it's at the point where it's like in my neighborhood, you got delivery dudes on fucking essentially motorcycles like fucking motorbikes Kawasaki scooters and shit yeah doing like 35 down the sidewalk
0: yo i yo it's first of all it's illegal to ride your bike on the sidewalk you know that and and oh yeah yeah
2: even a bicycle but these dudes yeah. are riding fucking like essentially motorcycles like
0: red rockets coming at you yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> and then the the cologne guy i was never a big uh six Pumps of the cologne, no. even even at my youngest,
4: you know, trying to be Im- impressive. Like when when does that start? When- we not we not taught properly how to apply cologne. <laughs> we, do, we learn from like stupid ass commercials,
0: and- like George yeah. Volta, Volta. <laughs> yeah, but we
4: actually we yeah. actually do it very incorrectly to tell you the truth. What's the you correct way? It. Break it down, Castro. you're Supposed to um, apply Vaseline on your neck. So as to not so the fragrance doesn't irritate you throughout the night then you spray, you're supposed to be like at least a foot away and you spray towards the neck, right? Right. You're supposed to be right up on there. Mm. And then you're not supposed to put any on your actual neck in case Mm. a woman leans in or whatever. So never put any on the side of your neck. Good call. You put Vaseline again behind your ears Mm. and then you spray it behind your ears so she does give you a hug or anything. She can catch the fragrance. (sighs) And that's the three spaces that it should be in. That's this, it. You should not spray it and walk through. I just watched a video on it. You should not <laughs> spray it and walk through it like it's a shower. You do not have to hit hot spots. That's disgusting anyway. No, that's a disaster. Should, those should, places should be clean. It should And, burn. Burn. Yeah. and Exactly. That's the whole thing. Is it, it is an irritant that most people don't take into account. So definitely one, apply Vaseline before you put it on these three areas. And the only areas you need are the front of your neck, but a good distance away on top of the Vaseline applied skin and then behind your ears on both sides. And then that's that's how you wear cologne.
0: Look at this cologne knowledge you get on this fucking Interesting. See, the method I always did was I would do the one foot away spray in the front and then the the reach behind me and do the distance spray in the back. And then I do the spray on the one
4: wrist and then rub the wrists. That one is a move. That's a movie thing too. That's,
2: yeah, I always hit the wrists and then the back of the a ear. A
4: body oil or a fragrance. You can do your wrists and then do like that. But like, yeah, a cologne. Because you, you, think about it. Like, when is anybody really smelling your arms? <laughs> That's not the arms. It's it's as you move around. It doesn't. You it doesn't carry work. the waft. It doesn't work. With the no hand arm. move. I, I, I could see you the shake point, the hand, the paddle back. Not, boom! You get a little whiff right there. And I'm just saying it really Rocky. doesn't. It doesn't apply. You don't realize how much you keep your arms down to your side, and other than shaking somebody's hand, if you're dating a woman, you're not shaking her hand. No, yeah. normally you might take her hand, but again, you know, open get... the car door for you, do the button test. Think about what you're talking about. Like so, even still, <laughs> if you open the car door for your arm is below her weight, is near her waist. But but it's given it's given her just a little a little. It doesn't pinch, work that a way. little. I waist. know we've been doing it. I said if you're wearing a body oil or something that's strong, then you can do the wrist. But other than that, the wrist is is useless. See, I, th-
0: I it thought be. it was tasteful. It does Cause, it because it, it's not all. It's not like a shield. It looks classy. It looks, it looks like a good classy. move,
4: but think yeah. about. During a night when that actually is like, we check the watch. You get a little bit of whiff. Yeah, but what, you don't. You what pull you the phone talking? out. Listen to what we're saying. But how is the person that you're on the date with interacting with you your She's got. She's got a little. It's little, on little your pasta wrist. Sauce
0: on the chin. You wipe it off real nice. She smells it right there,
4: boo. No, you're not making much <laughs> sense. i so will just apply <laughs> it. Like think about putting a fragrance on your wrist. Both is both too. Think bro. about. How many times that might maybe sort of go near her nose? All right. So, so we changing heat. my
2: outlook on life. It's, I think I'm just gonna go with the axe method and just oh, see sh- sh- myself.
0: <laughs> axe method. But, but here's the weird part: <laughs> why don't they have the instructions on the fucking cologne, like you just said?
4: Because it's all about like a um burning through the bottle, hitting the six pumps. No, it's it's literally like an etiquette thing as to why you don't actively tell them or why it's not like printed on the bottle.
0: Yo Castro! Remember, remember when I lived with Dave, right? Yeah. So when when we lived together on Fourth and Tasker, right, the last time I lived with him, I didn't realize his science until that. He was doing it before when we lived on Tree Street. When we lived on Fourth, he was working at the hospital at um you know doing the inventory and maintenance and shit and HVAC. So he would get home right. He, he would go from there to grapple and do jujitsu, then come home and be in the shower for like 45 fucking minutes, right? Because he was a neat freak, and he was a military dude. He would then get out of the shower and do the fucking six sprays of polo fucking cologne, right? So Mm. it's like 9 o'clock at night. We're in the living room. He's just drinking IPAs. The whole fucking place smells like polo cologne. I was like, dude, why the fuck do you spray yourself with cologne after you got out of the shower, and you're about to go to bed in two hours? And he said this, because I'm clean and I smell good, I would never have to wash my sheets.
1: <laughs> oh.
4: He's like, boom, two birds that's right nasty. there. That is I was not. Like, that's, that's something I could have used now. Dave.
3: The bacteria Dave. on sheets. Wash your like, sheets, bro.
4: Like, son, when you sleep, you're shedding a layer of skin regardless if you took a shower or not. There's, there's genetic material that falls onto your bed. Right. Every yeah. night, Plus every you time you get on. Shit. Types I'm a of big things. sweater.
0: I'm a big time sweater. If you
4: sit, you know, I'm big on outside clothes. Outside mm-hmm. clothes should not be on your bed. No, it should, never. It shouldn't. You know big... there's like a blur line in terms of like pajama pants or whatever. If you're going outside and you sit or lean on a surface, and sit on your sheets. Maybe a comforter, maybe the edge of your bed. Yeah, the edge. You get the if you edge. have pets with where, where the pets congregate, maybe right. that little part. But pulling back your comfort in your sheets and exposing it to what you're exposing your clothes to outside. The cross contamination is right there. That's foul. And then you might lay down without clothing that you normally have or skin. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exposed. Maybe you sleep with your shirt off or whatever like that. Yeah. It's you're not tricking yourself. There's no like yeah. wash your sheets. Like and and in fact, washing your sheets and your undergarments especially, those things should be washed super regularly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just period. We're not mentioning one. Those things should be washed on a super regular, yes, rotating basis. This is good. same yeah. thing with towels, man. People yeah, don't so wash towels. You, uh, uh, towels get the the towel, and man, build towels up, filthy. like towel, it's wet. So that right yeah, there, the nasty. water that's constantly always oh, dry, but yeah, but there's still moisture in that air, right on that product. Those are though, all I'm saying is us men out there because sometimes it might not just be in your purview, or whatever. Just now, make right. that a rhythm thing. There's something that you yeah. always do on every other Sunday or Wednesday or whatever, but that has to be a constant. Other things, yeah. you can you can have a longer rotation of clothing. Yep. You can buy more drawers. You can buy more socks until you get washing those things under shirts exactly. But sheets yeah. and things of that nature and those toiletries, those things that are not inherently our feminine responsibility. Maybe you had your mother do it for your whole life. Maybe you had your girlfriend do it for half your life or whatever, but make that a priority where you're involved and you do that. Regularly. Right. Period. Just period. That's just it. it.
0: That's just it. Coming in twenty twenty culture, the etiquette spinoff episode where we just go through shit men need to know, man. This is good. This is good body. Even if
4: you're in you live with your woman or you spend a lot of time, that should be the male responsibility. Take that on. A lot of a lot of men, whether they're super cleanly or not, I know that they do the laundry now. I know that. I've been been, I've been doing my laundry since
0: fifth grade. I do my son's laundry. My my yo, my wife is Maybe done my son's laundry three times ever in his fucking life, and, he and said, it's one of those
4: things. If you're fortunate enough to go into academia, where you live on campus. That's something you learn, like week one. Oh yeah, doing your laundry, and yeah. and it's it's remember, a very good practice. Whatever, if you have to pay for it, or if it's free, that's something that is a good practice to get involved in when you live on the door.
2: I learned to do my laundry when I was in high school. My uh my mom was doing my laundry. She washed a baseball jersey I bought. Like I bought like a real. like authentic jersey she washed it and dried it and the shit just shrunk
4: oh wow! i thought you were gonna say the color bleed.
2: no 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 it it shrunk it was like it broke my heart i bought like a Karya schremski jersey like custom built at this place so it shrunk like
4: a total like it was wasn't salvageable it It wasn't
2: i know it couldn't it just like went from like teenage size to kid size oh wow yeah it's like 150 dollars
4: Time my mom asked about some dress pants. She's like, You didn't throw yeah. them in the washing machine, did you? And I, I didn't oh think twice about not doing it because I didn't really do it. I used to dry clean a lot, but yeah. I think I was trying to save a buck or two. And so I just happened to put like two of my work pants in there. And she asked me, Did you look at the tag? And I was totally reclaimed because I didn't know what she meant. What do you mean, look at the tag? Like yeah. I, in my mind, I just happened to dry clean, you know, my pants and things of that nature. I didn't think that that was like necessary. And so I had some dress pants that poofed up like like a cotton ball on them, and I couldn't even really wear them. But like all of the fibers had come, like had electricized or whatever, Ooh. and they were just yeah. all yeah. sticking out, and it was fuzzy. And I then yeah. I looked at the tag, and I was like, oh! And I was totally taken aback. This is in my um, this is in my late twenties when I was yeah. realizing that you can damage those pants by actually like just washing them. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, ironing too. You got to really pay yep. attention. You have to your pay iron sets. Yep.
4: So and I, I I implore people to iron with no water first just in case you're not sure you make a mistake that spray that water can come out there just iron with no water first until you get the hang of your iron oh yeah because sometimes irons will give you the splash of water that you're not asking for sometimes they'll just drain and wet so i would just try it without the water so you can figure it out see how it warms up and stuff and then of course water is necessary and you just and use your starch sprays but yeah learn those things and, 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 it, and it's better learning them at 18 19 20 as opposed to learning them at 28 when you're first moving in with a woman or you know what i'm saying or you're having a serious relationship with somebody and you're learning these things on the fly yeah i, I wouldn't suggest it like even if you live near your parents always run every weekend and take your clothing up there if you do yeah. do your laundry there don't drop it off and let your mom do it and come pick it up you need those skills
2: yeah, it's important, and, and you don't want to be the dude like when you meet somebody that you really like, and they come to your house, and you got nothing but dirty
4: towels. Oh no! Or the pile of clothes in the work. laundry yeah. room, or yeah. things of that nature, or, or the unmade bed all the time. That's another yeah. male hack where there's no sheets yeah. ever. They only pull out the sheets one time to sleep, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you you want to yeah. present a civilized um, yeah. I mean, like the,
2: you know, I know not everybody can afford it, but if you can get a bed frame.
4: <laughs> like, oh yeah or a headboard that's yeah
2: yeah something yeah like something where you could keep like your mattress off the floor
4: yes definitely right. mattresses off the floor even if you have to bring in um force in blocks yeah but also the key with that alaska is because most men don't even sometimes have a box frame so like box, yeah is one uh, thing yeah. you need a box box frame, frame. spring yeah. or a box frame that goes underneath the mattress the mattress is yes. only yeah. there One part of the item. Yo, get get the Thuma. Stop fucking around. Get the we got that shit. It's incredible.
0: You can put it together in five fucking minutes. It's awesome. It's Japanese. It's like Lincoln Logs. It's like eight hundred bucks. You're set the rest of your life. Get that fucking Thuma frame, bro. Hook it up. Be a man. I'm selling mine for like four. Get at me. There it is. So all right. Last
2: one. (laughs) Comes from Jason Griff. Griff. And his grievance is anybody who does a monthly hit my cash app shit. <laughs> that's,
4: that's, all
0: right. That's cash cash are going me. on the cash app culture. You know, this no, it better. speaks on
4: itself. I actually have a verse about all of that. It, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I covered yeah. on the career crooks album, I mean, you know, the digital panhandling. And it, um, it really is. It's, it has an effect outside of the person that does it all the time. And that's the shittiest part of it because it affects other tried and true. Like I just saw this guy that, um, you know, has a food cart truck and he was just happened to be out, right? And his, his wife and the girlfriend and uh, wife and the baby out and their house burned down. Jesus Christ. And they got back, you know, in time to try to grab some things. But then it was like a fire from the roof, I think, electrical. And then it carried. Mm-hmm. And the guy lost everything. And he's just, you know, asking people for a dollar and stuff. And I'm like, that's a good, that's a really good cause. Like help, help this cat get back. He's <laughs> a community person. He really, right? people know him out there. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to get um, a good amount of money. It, it was a genuine, it had a, he had a news story and everything. So there was, there was locale, local support. But what I'm trying to say right. is somebody like that needs that. Community yeah. funding is, is actually one of the greatest things we've actually gotten in the 2020s or the 2010s, you want to call it. Because we didn't have these things before. People, they had methods and they were limited in the sense that they were very localized. So if you if you needed to raise some money, maybe you could raise it in your town, in your county, right. maybe even your state. By doing fundraising and stuff, it allows people internationally and and across the nation to help you out if oh, they yeah. see you fit. And so I yes. think it's it's a great thing in terms of being, you know, altruistic and human. It's a great it's a it's a great platform. I really it really makes me smile sometimes when I see strangers come together to help somebody out. But when other people are doing this monthly digital panhandling, they make these other <laughs> efforts disingenuous. Yeah. When we find out that this was a scam by two uh, rich affluent people that use a bum oh that's a create thing. to yep. create a uh, you know a fundraising effort and then take the money and keep it from them and all that that shit is horrible. <laughs> and sometimes people yeah. really need help. And I I can say personally that this year would have been very difficult if I did not have the donations and the help from little strangers that I got this year when I was under the weather Mm -hmm. and and, um, unable to work or generate any type of capital. I really needed that. And I'm thankful. And thank you for everybody. Again, I'll say it over and over. It was very helpful and I appreciate it. And I needed to be forced into that. Because you can ask Prem, I did not want to ask anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. But my, you know, ego comes before, you know, pride comes before the fall. And so this was something that <clears throat> needed to happen, regardless of Castro wanted it to happen or not, because Castro needed it. And so um, those things are like genuine efforts, and and you can get behind that, and you can feel good when you see those things um, come to co- completion or come to fruition or be very helpful for the per- person or people in need. And then when you see somebody just doing it. Every month, for whatever reason, something comes up. Some of these things could even be legitimate court, um, gripes, or they need help. Or, but it's like something's always happening. Like you're the constant, homie. Uh, yeah, you're you're the you're the thing that's always kind of broken. That you need funds for this, or you need something for that, yep. or somebody's coming in a day or two to take this back, or somebody, or you don't have enough money to fully get like those things. The constant is you, and yeah. you shouldn't really be using internet charity. Charity, yes, to, to to for you to bridge your gaps of irresponsibility, because sometimes yeah. that's what it is. And and, and if you know that you, we, everybody can attest to this. If
0: you know you can always bank on that, then you're never gonna do shit for yourself because you can always bank on fucking playing a sympathy bullshit ass card. And it's the same people, logic as people quote, unquote, blessing
4: you. Oh, I got you. As soon as my taxes turn hit, <laughs> you're banking on a digital reprieve governmental right. yeah. entity they can fluctuate no matter how however they see fit we don't control the refunds they do right so you yeah. can't sit there and sit there and wait on that thing to come and save your life because what what about when the math comes in it's like oh I owe 500 more than what I'm getting back for this return. right and so it, it it's very much the same type of phenomenon um, it's, but yeah, it's,
0: it's a way of again ha- having a safety net based on panhandling which is really fucking shameful if you're over the age of like twenty five. Now it's different if, like you said, Castro, something like is like really debilitating. Like my my, my cousin, Castro, remember when we live on South Street, like that apartment fucking burned down. My mm-hmm. cousin had no renters insurance and we lived there for like I lived there for two years, she lived there for another another two. So she lost fucking everything. So they had, you know, like a a fundraising event people bought chances people donated a bunch of shit that was everything she ever owned was fucking gone that that's something versus like i'm a fuck up i i waste my money on frivolous nonsense i'm over 25 and if i just float that out there with with my fucking cash App url i can, I can catch a quick hundred bucks 200 bucks if not more and that's some low life sucker shit to me you know what i mean i just don't i don't relate to people like that like you can't earn an extra hundred dollars this month. <laughs> no. Nah. You can't get an extra two hundred. That ain't a lot of money, man. It's not. I don't give a fuck. Anything. It's not. It's not like two like two grands <laughs> a lot to ask for in a month, right? Two hundred. You can't do Postmates. You you see what I'm saying? Like you can't do door. Now nah, I will say
4: get the fuck out of here. I do want to be all inclusive. There are people where those fundraising efforts are part of their capital cycle. I'm actually ah. not talking about that. Like there are people that don't work. I know. I know creatives. It about every four five six months they have to kind of ask right the community to I have this bill coming up or I have a procedure that kind of circumvented what I used to make we we could even um, speak on it we have like ginger slim there's an effort on his part at times to sell his wares he takes photography we all do that yeah right versus and, and so <laughs> now sometimes he'll have something I think he sometimes he'll say something like he's a little short this month or whatever so he's trying to sell prints but to me I think there's purity and that that's the only thing he solicits that's that's it so anytime he he feels like there was some economic downturn or whatever I'm not even judging the kid I'm just saying all he mentions is hey can can some people buy my prints or I sell files but he's offering a trade service, right? Offering value. A service. Yeah. offering value. It's never just, "Hey, can you give me this?" Because I'm down this month. Because, as like Zilla said, that month is the next month, and then the next month, and you're always down, and there's yeah. always something. And once you, once these campaigns become successful for you, that's my. And you lean on it, them. It incentivizes yeah. you to be
0: a fucking lowlife, and that's the shit. Where I'm like, if something catastrophic out of your hands really happens, that's what this shit's really there for. But but again, if you're like yo, I'm just you know, uh, yeah, man, uh, fucking shh, my my Cadillac converter got stolen. Um, uh, you know, it'd be really helpful. I'm like, well, they're really expensive and all, but like, you're an adult.
4: Like and a lot of times, credit I mean, card. But that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Where it delegitimizes things that are that are needed because right. Sometimes that might be the person's narrative that's starting this fundraising. Hey, this happened. I couldn't really afford it, and then, but when people use it as a constant right. manner of asking, that shit is weird. That, that's where it gets to the point where that's the first line, right? You know? Right it
0: it, yeah. it becomes it becomes the first thing, not the absolute It doesn't become the fucking the, the you know the, the president going in an underground bunker with the red phone. You know what I mean? It's like the first thing you do is pick up that phone. Oh hey, can you, how about fifteen bucks? Only five hours will help me out. Get the fuck out of here, man.
2: Yeah.
4: All right. Is that it? That's it from the listeners. Cash,
2: are you got any grievances you want to add?
4: Hear it out? No, I mean, no, I'm not going to sit there and complain about something. Look, I had a very long year. uh, As well. people know, so. I don't know. I'm just kind of happy to be alive. So. Is I really couldn't really feel the grievance. not not anything legitimate, not this year, because I'm just gonna have right. to be alive. So, here we go. There not we to go. be all you know, dour, but like you know, I'm happy. To I mean, dour.
2: I think it's the opposite of dour.
4: It's a celebration, like you know, it's yeah, there's a celebration to it, but it definitely was
2: of living and overcoming.
4: Yeah, it was yeah, dark. Right, it. You know, so I can't really
0: talk about like. You know, bullshit ass black. event albums and then fucking dickhead academics on twitter like those were
2: the show you were
0: talking about before you came on and you're like I'm happy to be alive I'm like alright well yeah damn yeah I sorry getting caught up in some sort of
4: <laughs> more shit sorry to <laughs> sorry to pollute the theme here yeah. but no that I was thinking about good. it before I called in because I was like I don't really have anything other than the, like minor grievances more so probably be things that I need to do I would have some grievances with myself right um just getting back into the swing of things um but yeah i'm just kind of happy to be alive guys so fuck yeah no really. we're happy that
1: you're alive as well
4: Had a great
0: year man so it, it, real, uh, no real no grievances to air well some the first grievance that was aired was why isn't metal long on top five all best of lists that was the first yeah
4: we didn't really get the, uh we didn't get the love we got like i mean the first rap the record is like you know the new shiny toy and so, yeah. a lot of people were excited about just the existence of a duo such as ourselves. So we are we cool with that. This one, um, I definitely think people will revisit it a lot, and it, it probably will live on in the sense of, "Hey, remember that that record? That record should have got blah blah blah." Right. And that's not even too my own horn. I just think that's how, that's where it will fall in the lexicon. Like, yeah, people will look back on that record with more increased fondness. As the years go, and so I'm not mad at that at all. Um, it's a big, heavy year, so I give, I salute a lot of the cats that accomplished a lot of great things this year. So I'm not going to be like a egomaniac, and of course, I want my stuff up there. But the reason it's not up there because of the abundance of quality this year. So it's it, you know, there's a good reason why people are kind of forgetting to include us. But I think upon retrospect when people look again then we'll be included which is not too bad
0: right and the best part is when you look at some of these lists three four years later you're like that's a fucking joke that anybody would rank this album anywhere but it was that it was that artist was moment time. to be cool yeah for people to be like oh see i'm cool because i i like this record too versus like oh some of these albums on these lists in five fucking months no one's ever going to play them again because this conversation is going to move on and the music wasn't that good. But I think and the your best rec- Your way. record is... But what I'm saying is, I say it to say, your record doesn't fall victim to that because it's not just like, oh, well, I ride for it because it's fucking cool to, like, preming. it. It's cool Yeah, to, like, no, it's no I don't think
4: flippers. it's a... It's, a, uh, it's not going to be a victim a, of the timing. Right. I will say exactly. it'd be like... Um, I think when you look at it, it's good to be involved in the conversation always. So if you whether you get ranked up there in 510 or whatever, I think the power is in every record that you drop is somehow in the conversation, even if it doesn't make the conversation. You get what I'm saying? Like, right, (laughs) you still have to consider it and think about it, even if it doesn't make the 10 cut, 20 cut or whatever. And I think that's the best effort you can put out as an artist is just being involved in the conversation in some way when the year comes. And And I think me and Prem have been able to do that. Exactly. And again, they had to give a space to Cheat Codes, the album that nobody
2: talks about anymore.
4: Cheat Codes definitely is is one of those. I mean, it it probably twofold for for all three involved, meaning the album Danger Mouse and Black Thought, and them all getting like credit for all they've done, not necessarily just Cheat Codes. Right. And I think that's where the Cheat Codes acclaim is coming from. Like they, they found a way to give Black Thought his flowers for a solo. They found a way to give Danger Mouse another accolade for something other than right white Beck, Album and Charles Barkley. You know what I'm saying, like Lord Jones, and, and then that that's what I think. So you're is saying
2: for. it's the career achievement award?
4: I, th- I would agree. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think the people that are giving the accolades are think having that. It's
2: their Irishman
4: or Irishman. Training Day.
0: Training Day, yeah. But Training Day at least is like memorable as fuck. But it's
4: not his best role.
0: Not, it's not his best far. role, but the movie's so memorable and it's so quotable now. And but it's like, not his. No, best no, role. no, no. But I'm saying it's like he got the award because they fucked up so many times. But Training Day is like a very, very gripping movie that lasts because it's you know smoking that crack, Jake. <laughs> like that's, you're like all that type of shit is just. It's so good. Is argument with Monsters Ball. Monst- yeah, but no one watches Monsters yeah. Ball. But they no. say it was great when they did, right? It was like in a moment, it was cool to be like. To and then she turned around and did you know like Swordfish and Catwoman. <laughs> like it's it was, and then and then Storm without the accent.
4: And no, then- that was um, that was before. That was that was all. Those were before. No, nah, they were all
0: after. Mm-mm. That catapult, dude! Monsters Ball catapulted. Mm-mm,
4: mm-mm. Yeah, she did Swordfish way before she did. No, nah, she did it after. All right, man. Look it up.
2: No, she did swordfish first. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was it was a very big deal. Monster's
4: ball is the culmination of her career. They gave her the award. That's that's why they compared it to training one training day because it was times that she could have won things for before. It was was the same way that they were giving it to Denzel in the sense that they could have won awards for more glory Malcolm X The fact they didn't give this motherfucker
0: for Malcolm X is really incredible.
4: Yeah, he gave it to, um,
0: to Al Pacino for um, Son
4: of a Woman. Oh, my year. God. Who, <laughs> Charlie, this kid. You're going to sit on this kid, Charlie. Oh. Oh and then God. people don't even know that Halle Berry was in uh, Fever. Fever. Yeah. Yeah. People don't even realize that's her. She said so everything. will look right at the screen and won't even know that's her. Yo, yeah. and
0: and Spike hired the fake Halle Berry in Mo Better Blues. The fucking girls got the same exact Halle cut. The girl he doesn't pick, that Bleak doesn't pick, okay. the one
4: he, him and Shadow fight over. Yeah, I know. I didn't think she was the fake. Halle to Barry. me, she was like fake Halle Berry. She was much lighter than Halle. Until and I'm
0: right. just saying, but like that was the thing. She was just like, she she that actress like came and went. But if you put Halle in that fucking spot, oof. okay. One, yeah, I don't, I don't. Good, good stuff. All right, man. Anything else we got, Alaska?
2: I think that's it. All right, cool. I think that's it. We, uh, you know, that's the end of the year for us. Yeah. Thank you for rocking with us this year. We'll be back next year. Um, Easiest year ever. Yeah, I think our, our first episode out the gate could be a good one, depending on uh, if the guest comes through. If not, they'll be at some point during the month of uh, January. But yeah, we some shit coming. Should be cool. Cheers.
4: Thank y'all for everybody that um. Featured on the pod this year, yeah. Thank you for all of our patreons, past, present, and future. We really appreciate that. Um, and we try to give you content to show our appreciation. So it's we really want to thank content. everybody for that, and really thank you all of the guests because you know we do record at some odd times, and we know it's not always it's um, not the easiest, not the easiest thing to do. So we appreciate when people to make time. Um, what else? Yeah, anybody that I didn't get on here that I wanted to feature, just be looking for me to reach back out and try to work out another feature on schedule. I'm mainly saying that for Lucid, we didn't really have a Lucid on the pod this year. Oh yeah, and I wanna, um, I wanna get my man on here and hear yeah. his thoughts. So that'll be coming up in the new year. Nice. Um, and you know, all our call our cultists. We really appreciate it. We know that Indeed. podcasters aren't the bees knees, or like you know, it's not the it's not the rave or the fave as, the youth, as it once was at certain points. <laughs> motherfuckers left keep, their house. <laughs> we still keep fighting. Yeah. A good fight. We still keep churning out episodes for y'all to enjoy and interact with. And so, exactly. As long as y'all still banging with us, we will maintain and keep our responsibility.
0: Back. Well, that's it. Oh.
4: Another great, great year in the
0: books. We did it. More fucking content than ever. Subscribe, like, rate, review, all that shit and uh, we'll come back with more fire shit and then we're going to have another I think we're going to do like a little you guys can get a snippet of the Patreon shit where we do a little little montage collage episode of what's going on in that, in that space that you typically wouldn't hear at all so that, that, that'll that be like your New Year's blessing before we get to the new swing of things and that's all she wrote
1: alright boom We right. peace peace